Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today joining me is Miss Jennifer DeMott. Jennifer is a friend of mine that I've got to know better over the last year, but I want to make sure that you guys get to know her. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad you're here with us, friend. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, I always like to just start out these podcasts just by letting the guests um, just introduce themselves a little bit to the women that are listening in. So take an opportunity just to tell them a little bit about who Jennifer is. Um, as Carmen said, my name is Jennifer. I um, live and work in Morton, Illinois. I am a minister on staff at First Baptist Church of Morton. I am the minister of education and worship and have been here for 15 years. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Mark, and uh, we have three boys. Benjamin is 20, Brayden is 17, and our extra blessing, Blake, is two and a half. Mark and I grew up in church together at an IBSA church in Pekin, Illinois, so our families have known each other for decades. Uh, We've basically known each other all of our lives and started dating in high school, got married uh, shortly after I was in college, And uh, we both graduated from Elmhurst College, which is now Elmhurst University up by Chicago, Illinois. I graduated with a degree in music education, and we moved right back home to our hometown of Pekin uh, to begin work. I worked for seven years at an intermediate school in Pekin, grades four through six, as a music teacher. And Mark started his career out at Pekin Insurance Uh, where he still works today. About six and a half years in, the current associate pastor at our church here in Morton moved on to a a different church, and I was asked as part of the praise team to take over as an interim worship leader. And through a course of a lot of events over several months, uh, the Lord pressed upon my heart that he wanted me in full-time ministry. So I finished out that school year, and then the next summer began here full-time in ministry, and it's been quite an adventure. Wow. So Jennifer, how long have you been there at the church? Uh, 15 years this summer. I love that. I always always say that God wastes nothing. Whatever opportunities He brings us in life, those are in our toolbox for a reason. So I always forget that that music is your background because I see you doing so much in the education realm, you know, that, but, but that's the piece I guess I directly interact with more, you know, with your with the hat that you wear there. So that's good. That's good. Jennifer, just because I know you a little bit now, I know your story, tell them a little bit more about your little one. Well, um, he, at first I didn't like to use the surprise, but he, he definitely was. He was not on our radar, as you heard me say a few minutes ago. Um, our big boys are 20 and 17, so we've got a sophomore in college and a senior in high school. And in 2018, in the spring, uh, we found out that we were expecting And as you can imagine, each time we told friends and family, people were just absolutely floored, but overjoyed for us as well. Mm -hmm. And Blake and I were prayed for and prayed for because it was an older pregnancy for this mama. They watched me very closely. I had had a blood clot years ago, so I had to do shots throughout my entire pregnancy to keep things in balance as they should be. I had been taking some medication that could cause birth defects. Mm -hmm. So I stopped that the day that I found out that I was expecting. And we had a a very 
non-eventful pregnancy and a, a safe and healthy delivery. And Blake is just as perfect as can be. He has brought such joy to our family. And, you know, I try to see the positive of all this COVID stuff. And during our stay at home time, it was just extra time that we got to have all three of our sons in the same house together. And Benjamin and Brayden are amazing big brothers. They love Blake fiercely and he loves them. And it's just so, so sweet to see them, to see them together. And it's been very interesting to do this, you know, 14 years later to, to start over with a little one. My husband and I approach some things very much the same, but there's a lot of things that are different just because we're further along in our relationship with one another and further along in our parenting style. And so it's been an interesting ride, but uh, he is, uh, he's a joy. I love when you share that part of the story, because I always like when you reference the older brothers and you say that they love him fiercely because that's so, that's so special. That's so special. It really is. I have told people from the get-go that I remember very vividly when we sat them down to tell them. First off, they weren't crazy surprised, which shocked me because obviously we were very surprised. There was a lot of giggling and crying those first few days <laughs> as we were getting our minds around what was happening. But from the get-go, from the moment that we told them, they have been so excited and happy. And I could not have written out and scripted a story for them to have handled all of this any better. They've just been so great. And now looking back, you know, this is, we know it was in, in God's plan. And we're excited to see how he uses us as new old parents as, as we interact once, you know, when Blake is in school. I mean, I mean, we'll have a whole new set of people that we will get to know and walk alongside because we have a younger child. Yeah, that's good. And and Jennifer, I want you to share a little bit too, because I know that it's been a, a neat dynamic with your parents, the two sets of grandparents also. Yes. So we were very blessed. Mark's mom was a stay-at-home mom and then a stay-at-home grandma. And so our older boys were able to spend most of their growing up before grade school at mama's house. And at one point she had four kids there all within about three years of each other. And um, she was just busy, busy and loved every minute of it. And uh, we were just so blessed because we really felt like I was supposed to be doing the work that I was doing. And then um, such peace to know that they were not just cared for, but loved each day that they were there. So along comes Blake. Well, in the meantime, my mom retired and then my then my dad retired. And so uh, right now, Blake is so blessed. He gets to spend two days a week with mama and two days a week with his Mima and granddad. And then um, I am not in the office on Fridays, so I get that day with him. And we're just couldn't be more thankful for how God has worked all of that out. I just love that. I love that part. Of, I love all the story, but I love that part because every time I talk to you, you can see it's such a blessing. And I mean this with utmost respect when I say this, your parents aren't young either. You keep saying we're the old new parents. They're, you know, not the youngest grandparents and yeah. just the energy and the love the, that he's bringing to that house too. And that, that chance to get to be with that, that, that youngster all the time. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mark is the middle child of five and I am the youngest child of four. And uh, so we have very big families, lots of cousins on both sides. Obviously, Blake is the last, <laughs> the last grandchild on both sides. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. And for them to have the help and to be able to do that and want to do that and to see the special relationship that he has with them, it's it's just very, very sweet. 
That's good. Jennifer, um, tell them, I asked you, do you have a name? Um, I was with somebody yesterday in a training and they referenced, the, their, they have a similar structure with the family and they referenced their caboose baby and you don't call yours boost baby. What'd you tell me? You know, we often refer to him as our unexpected blessing, uh, but he is definitely our grand finale. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty sure that we at some point said that we were done having kids or whatever. And I specifically remember when our middle son was five or six and I had been in my job, my new job here at the church for a few years. And so we kind of discussed, should we have another and decided that it, there would just be way too much of an age gap between our middle son and what would be the baby. And I just now think, oh, God was just laughing, laughing. <laughs> when he thought, I'll show you age gap. You think five or six, how about 14? <laughs> Uh, do you have a new appreciation for Elizabeth in the Bible? <laughs> oh my goodness. I do read those stories very differently. <laughs> I love it. That's good. That's good. Well, I want to, I want to go a little bit of a pivot, but I, I just so wanted to set that foundation. So, so the women listening could, could know, um, kind of what your plans were a little bit, who you were with family, um, training, you know, education, training desires, how God's put you in the church, you know, in this role of director of education. And, and I want to pivot the conversation a little bit, but, um, I think when we say worship, you know, what people, people understand what that looks like. Right. But especially but when we talk about education, you know, a minister of education, not everybody Everybody may know what that looks like and that could have a little bit different feel you know in various churches and that could be volunteer position or paid position yours happens to be paid but I want you to take a minute before I pivot the conversation and educate us to what what is a, a minister because yours is minister not director minister of education look like what what is it what does your day look like not the worship side but specifically that part of the work I would say, so all of the education ministries fall under my umbrella. We are blessed to have great lay leaders who head up all of those ministries. So really mine is much of a, um, a supportive role as I um, help them seek out any, any tools that they may need to be successful, trying to guide them as they work with different um, volunteer groups. And it, and then the, you know, the not so pretty stuff, like, you know, scheduling things and tangible uh, literature and supplies and classrooms and things like that. There's definitely the side of it where I'm trying to be mindful of kind of that overarching education that we provide. And mine is not just for kids, it's just education. So it includes small groups and our, our Sunday school time as well. What is it that we're trying to accomplish? And that falls underneath what our church mission statement is. And then are we just, just hanging our hat on something that's pre-made and following that along? Or are we going to really try to, to push through and to move people from one point to another point as they grow in their walk with the Lord. So I will say that I know that I am much more comfortable and confident in the worship side of things and the music side of things, but I have training in the education part as, as far as public education. I don't have seminary training. So I feel like quite often I feel that, uh, there are so many within our church family, not just our lead pastor, but but others who are so much more knowledgeable in the Bible than I am. But I think, too, that God has placed me here for, for a reason, and he knows better than I do. So 
just trying to keep growing in him. And, and I think to some degree, it makes me more relatable because I came from a secular job and secular training. We know God is sovereign, right? He can use it all. So I think you're right on Mark. And that's not saying one's better than the others. If you're listening, ladies, that's just, this is very unique. What God is, what God has done in Jennifer's life. And, and many of you listening may find yourself in similar positions. Sometimes we find ourselves doing the work. We just may have different titles, which is the beauty of being able to spotlight other people. And Jennifer, I already told you this when I invited you into the podcast, you know, our podcast just focuses on the fact that we're ordinary women serving an extraordinary God and just trusting in his sovereignty and what he wants to do in our do in our lives. So, um, ladies, if you're listening, I'm going to I'm going to take a chance here to 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 put a mirror on something that Jennifer said. She has wonderful. She has a wonderful network of volunteer leaders in a church, and she basically said they do it. She's in a support role to make sure that they have the resources they need and the training and equipping they need. Jennifer's leading leaders. So God has her in a role that she's leading leaders, not followers. And, you know, as we talk leadership development, we say we've got to be able to lead ourselves well. And that's where I want to pivot to in a minute. We have to lead ourselves well if we're going to lead followers and lead leaders. And, you know, that's a lot of our cohorts and things that if you find yourself in those positions and think, man, I just I could just use a little help here. Check out our online courses, our edge courses, or check out our leadership cohorts, because that's the community to help with some of those leadership skills that are transferable across the various platforms that God may have you leveraging your your influence in. So, yeah, Jennifer, that's where I want to go to the pivot then, okay? Because this is where I've got to know Jennifer a little bit better. And I have been so thankful, so thankful because you are, you're just a treat, friend. I, I enjoy being around you and getting to hear from you. This is where I want to pivot because I want you to tell the ladies, you reached out and it was on your timing. And it was, you know, when it was like you reached out and basically requested something very specific from me. And I want you to, I would like, if you would tell our audience a little bit about that, because I want them to hear your experience with that. Um, Because the more we can let people know that those resources are there, it's not just a class. You know, we get to see how we can personalize that to us as God's working in our lives. So several months, well, probably pre-COVID, Carmen and I, we had uh, set up a time to, to meet and get together. And then of course, everything shut down. And so once things were kind of opening back up. We were able to meet for lunch. And first off, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit. A lot of what drew me to you is that you are in a leadership position and you are female. It really wasn't so much the content of what you were leading on even. It's just that you were in this Baptist structure, this church structure, and and that you were female. So many of the meetings that I attend, I'm the only I'm the only female there and, and it's fine. I don't have issue with that. I always feel like my voice is heard and that I'm respected and, but it's, there's definitely something different about meeting with other females. And for me, it's beyond just wanting to do Bible study and wanting to get to know somebody, but I really want to find other females who are in leadership positions and not necessarily paid or, or, or not paid. But as you mentioned, that is kind of, uh, it's an unusual spot that I'm in here to be able to do what I do full time. So through the course of our conversation, we, we talked about possibly uh, helping for me to network some and get to know some other ladies within our state. And that turned into a cohort and we read a book together and got to know one another, did some, some teams meetings and got to see their beautiful faces and, and uh, just share a little bit of life together. And it just came at a, at a, at a great time. 
there's been a lot of transitions happening at my church within the leadership structure. And, and I think, I know I'm, I'm still kind of finding my footing because some some different things have changed and, and it's healthy changes. It's appropriate. The timing is right, uh, but they're changes nonetheless. So it's been good to make some new, some new connections amidst all of that. I appreciate you sharing that because it, it, the cohort was great, you know, and that's what I love about the cohorts. I just, just kind of watch what God's doing and it's like he's putting it on different people's radars at different times. The timing's just right and it seems like the, the chemistry just comes together and you can just invite that group of ladies in and, and it just it's it just clicks because it's God. And it's it's not like, you, I mean, you bring objectives into it that you're trying to accomplish, but boy, we receive so much more, you know, at the outcome, at the outcome. Not to mention that you're in with a network of other leaders now that they're not just names. You know, th- these are sisters who are friends in the work to reach out to and pick their brain or share resources or or what have you. Um, Jennifer, let me ask you something. What would you say to that woman listening in that may, um, maybe they've not had I don't want to say they've not had any leadership training because we all have. And I think that that's always my heartbeat. I don't think we realize how much training we have had until you sit under some weak leadership. And then it's like, oh, you just don't realize how many opportunities God's give you. But what, what would you speak into that woman listening, Jennifer, that maybe has not been involved with anything that's been offered through, um, I don't want to say IBW, but the leadership, the leadership development um, classes. What, how would you encourage that person? You know, I, I think for me personally, and I think it's probably true for other women, I have a hard time putting myself out there. I always would prefer to be invited to something than to start something. And especially when I'm outside of my comfort zone. So, you know, it's one thing if it's people that I already know or a church family that I, you know, I already know and have done some work with them, but to go beyond what I'm comfortable with, even if it's something I really know I need to do, I just would encourage you ladies who are listening to put yourself out there, reach out. What's the worst that can happen? You know, maybe somebody says, I don't have time to do that, or I'm not interested in that. That doesn't have anything to you to do with you personally, most of the time, you know, so put yourself out there. If you are feeling that God's tugging on your heart and wanting you to serve in a, in a specific way, then look for opportunities. Maybe you have in your mind that I want to be the director of this program or take the lead on this event, but that's just what's in your mind. Maybe God has something else planned. Maybe he doesn't want you to start as the lead person on something, but to come in and work under somebody that you could learn from a little bit. And I think just to not shy away from the fact that God has big plans and can use women in a mighty way. And for us to to rest in that, that even times when maybe we're not most comfortable, when we're put into a spot where we need to take the lead and and not sure how people are going to respond. But if we are at peace with what God is asking us to do, then he's already got all the details figured out. He's got it covered. It's a it's an interesting line, I think, that we walk as women in leadership in the church. And I know that's a huge another topic that we don't need to dive into all all today. But but I just encourage women to take a take a leap of faith. Put yourself out there a little bit and see because just taking the first step sometimes is the hardest. That's good. That's good. And, you know, Jennifer, the thing I like about your story is you said, you know, that there was a change in the staff at your church. Um, You were invited in, asked to do the interim, 
you know, worship leader that led into a full-time position. And it wasn't on your radar. And, you know, I mean, I know from experience, God choreographs positions for us, you know, those platforms. They may be for a season that we wouldn't even know how to go apply for them because you don't even know they exist. So, you know, that, you know, I love what you just said to encourage the women and ladies, if you're listening, you know, don't wait. If you, you know, if you sense God's doing something in your life, don't wait until the position comes along that you think he's calling you to look at the opportunities, individual opportunities that the invites are coming. And, and you know, I always say, take that thought captive. You know, I point back to experiencing God a lot, Jennifer. And, you know, and there's a lot of times it says, if you sense God's doing something, then start saying yes to opportunities. You know, you sense God's leading you to teach, then start saying yes when you get an invite to speak or to, you know, to pour into somebody and don't miss pouring in one-on-one to somebody um, because that's typically him starting to affirm and confirm, you know, a, a voice that, that you're, that you're hearing. So, so that's good. Um, you know, okay. As I, as we close girls, I'm going to remind her earlier, Jennifer said, Oh, I could, uh, when we were deciding if there's too much space to have another child here. Um, and she said, I could just see God laughing. I'm sitting here thinking, is God laughing right now as we're having this conversation thinking, <laughs> oh, if you only knew the grand finale that's yet to come, girl, the grand finale that's yet to come, but for his glory, right, Jennifer, it's, it's all, all hands on deck. And, and you know what, and I admire you and I thank you for sharing, but I also thank you for stepping out and saying, Carmen, here's what I need. Here's, I'm ready to connect. I want to connect. And you gave me a very specific recipe, you know, what you were looking for and what I love. And, and ladies, this is the privilege God gives me to connect with you guys across the state. This is why we're not meant to do this alone. This is the community, Illinois Baptist Women Community. If you're not connected, get connected with us. You can find us on Facebook at, at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come connect through our website at um, ibsa.org backslash women. Because when God is doing something in your life, reach out. You don't have to wait. There may not be something that's there that you're looking for, but that's the beauty. It's relational. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, just like Jennifer said and it did and said, this is what I need. And what I love is when I get to meet ordinary women like us from across the state, loving this extraordinary God, willing to go across the mountain with him, you know, ready to embrace it. It always amazes me that it's not just Jennifer he has waiting at that particular time. There'll be a handful of others. And I think what, Jennifer, there were six to seven women that you had the privilege of interacting with, and they all benefited from it. They all benefited. So it, it, it was truly, truly wonderful and much more than even what I had thought that I wanted it to be. Yeah. That's total God thing. I'm, I'm confident of that. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Jennifer, I want to say thank you again for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy to talk to you as always. Uh, um, Jennifer, if, if it's okay with you, I'm going to put your email, your church email address in there in case somebody wants to reach out with, to you. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. We'll do that. All right, ladies, this is us telling Jennifer goodbye and thank you and me telling you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.